Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of the BSA Marketing Matters podcast. As usual, I am sat here at Glossop Gasworks with David Wright. Hi there. Hi. And today, the weather is sort of well, sort of overcast and a very autumnal, wintry day, but it's not raining, so we, we can't really complain. Grey is, I think, the word you're looking for. Grey, I think, yes. I think if I was being poetic, I'd be saying it was a slate grey sky, but I'm not, so I'm not going to say that. Anyway, today, I just want to talk a little bit about, we want to talk about how... Obviously, we've been in a, a national lockdown for the last month. I think we, as of next Wednesday or next Thursday, are going on to the, onto the naughty step, or is it the naughty corner? I'm not sure. Tier three, along with along with Manchester and everywhere else, which is a bit disappointing because looking at my app and how many cases we've got around here, it seems quite low. So I think we're being um, penalised for being close to Manchester, but we love them, so we're quite happy with that. But isn't isn't tier three just another name for what we've got at the moment? Pretty much. I think I think the shops can open. I think that's the well the, as as we're about to. <laughs> Uh, actually when we get around to starting to talk about what we're yeah, talking exactly. about then you know are they really shut at the moment and and i think that is yeah that is quite a good segue totally unintentional but it is quite a good segue yeah, perfectly into, intentional <laughs> into uh, what we wanted to talk about which is i walk down the sort of high street uh, gloss of high street every morning on my way to work and i've noticed that obviously over the last month we've been in lockdown and they're all shut allegedly uh, but most of them have this um, this mythical thing called click and collect that they're doing and which I mean obviously it's it's a real thing and there are a lot of people who do it very well but I, I just feel that a lot of the shops they're doing it very half-heartedly their idea of of click and collect is basically we've got a Facebook page and you can look through the shop maybe look through the shop window and maybe we'll post a few things on our Facebook page and if you like anything you can message us and tell us you want to buy it and we'll meet you in the shop so you can buy it that's the sort of impression I'm, I'm, I'm probably over over uh, egging it there again but that's the impression I get I don't think that people are doing it in a, a particularly thought out way and it just got me thinking about whether they're missing a trick because you get the sense that they're just waiting for the, the whole lockdown to finish so they can go back to normal but actually would a better approach be to say how can we do this in a way that will make us stronger when we come out of it uh, rather than just sort of treading water till it's all over so yeah I, I mean that's my thinking on it but what, what, what's your take I, I think it's the it it is just reflective of in my over how many years 30 odd years of, of working with SME businesses and marketing is that the majority of them see marketing as something that they do when they're short of work and when they're, they're they've got time and when they're busy marketing is the first thing that gets put on the back burner because I'm much busy doing whatever it, is I'm, whatever it is I'm doing. And I think this is a classic example of that, that suddenly people wake up one morning and find that they've been told by our glorious leaders that they've got to shut their shops and think, oh, cracky, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And it's seen as a very knee-jerk thing. I've got a problem now and I've got to fix the problem now. In, in as I say, in a wider sense of marketing, oh, I'm short of work, so I need to do some, uh, I need to do some marketing now, rather than actually, which I keep, bleating on about that marketing is something that should be an ongoing process in in a business all the time and and I think this is this is just another example of the same thing where you know we've been in this strange environment for what seven eight months now and okay maybe on back in March when people were told on the Friday you've got to shut on the Monday 
that's yeah that, that was a bit of a maybe a bit of a shock for some people but there was an opportunity to start thinking hey don't think this thing's going to go away anytime soon how can i make the most of this difficult situation yeah and I, and I think also people back then when we were in march they took the same approach and said right we've just got to get through till the, the lockdown yeah. and and that lockdown did end and when people the shops particularly went back to to normal a lot of businesses went back to normal yeah but it still took Four months. Yeah, it took four months. And then ultimately, the, the situation it came back to, you know, the whole lockdown situation came back. And actually, if they'd thought about that process and saying, well, how can we deal this in a more sustainable way? Then actually, when they came into, as some businesses have done, I mean, we, we talked a lot in March about the, the local greengrocer who uh, obviously had a, a big issue. And this, this time, because he thought about the process and how can he make his business better, in that situation, in this scenario, he, you know, his business has just carried on as normal and he, he hasn't really had the issue. That's because uh, he works with us. Well, that may be. And also, he's a, he's a food shop, so he's open. He, he can do not just click and collect, collect. But the same issues he had was he went into the last lockdown, which were exactly, the, he's in exactly the same scenario as he is now. He didn't have them. And I think that's where I, I, sort of my thought comes. The fact is that, yes, you know, with a following wind and we are going to see uh, the back of this in, in the next year. And I think by the end of next year, we will be very much back to normal, I'm using air, air quotes here, life. But the fact is that, that that normal life is going to be different just because people's attitude to, to the way they, they live life and deal with things is going to be different. And it's about how can we, and it's going to be impacted by the experience we've had in, in this year. So how can we, how can businesses actually adapt and use this time to think well you know how can we rather than just waiting till it's all finished how can we change our business to make it stronger and more more sort of appropriate to the new environment when it comes out and i think that that's the trick that i think people are missing but i think i mean you, you said it a couple of times when this when this is over when we go back to yeah. air quotes normal but i think that that is the point that there is no going back hmm. that Sure, some of the restrictions that are being placed on people uh, are, are going to be going away and it'll be nice when we see the back of them. But the fact is that people have experienced new things over this time because they've had to. Yeah. And some of those new things, they've actually thought, actually, this is all right. Yeah. And maybe th this bit of it is better than my experience previously and mm. so this is something i want to keep doing and i think that um as people and coming back to the sort of whole idea of business and marketing the idea that you can just say well my business was was what it was in 2019 it's been through the hiatus of 2020 and and in 2021 it's going to go back to how it mm. was in 2019 absolutely missing a trick because mm. the, the market is different the world is different maybe not hugely different but there are definitely opportunities to evolve your business to to keep it in line with the the requirements of your your marketplace and, and your customers yeah well yeah i agree and and, and i'd like at this point to get on my hobby horse because i don't do it very often but i do have one real hobby horse and that is around sort of social media and particularly facebook and how people sort of th think that oh marketing on facebook equals marketing and i think this is illustrated perfectly by this scenario the number of shops who are, as i mentioned they their idea of how to deal with the lockdown is put a notice in their window saying, have a look on Facebook and you'll find all our products and you can message us there to, to tell us when you want to buy them. And I think the problem is that in the short term, that I, I'm guessing it works for them. I'm guessing that a lot of they have customers on Facebook and, and that is, you know, they are getting some traction through that. But 
it's just it's missing an opportunity it's missing and it, i think it's making the online experience so much less for their customers than it could be and it, you know and they're missing out on the increasing number of people who are detaching themselves from facebook and other other social medias and why don't people use their their websites more effectively to delete by all means use facebook and social media as a marketing tool but actually when it comes to their business and and the 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 business of of transacting with their customers do it on a platform that they actually control and and in that's their website okay i'll get off my hobby yeah but more more than that from a very practical viewpoint facebook is not an e-commerce platform absolutely not you know it's it's a it's a communication platform it's a marketing platform it's all of those things love it or hate it but it is i don't know off the top of my head can you can you actually buy things on facebook i think you probably can but it's very but it's it's very specific products um and so the idea that somebody is going to put every single product in their shop on facebook is just it's not going to happen and and so having an option where you can have a, a better online shop window that that really does give you the opportunity to display your wares then that that i think does have does have merit absolutely and i think and it's about as i said the the, the experience that you're giving to your, your customers as well is um if you've it, i mean the fact is that e-commerce websites now with the advent of uh, of woocommerce and things like elementor they are very accessible and very can be very cost effective and you can develop you can get it to a situation. I mean, we've been we've been developing a an e-commerce site for a local farm shop down the road, and the number of times they have come up and said, "Oh, can we just do this or can we just do that?" In terms of the way they want to run their business and interact with their customers, and we've always been able to uh, find a way for them to do it. So that it hasn't been a case of they've having to adapt their business model to fit the, the platform it's the other way around and I think if you're using uh, something like Facebook to try and do that e-commerce however well suited you know however much Facebook might embrace the idea of transactional e-commerce it's always going to be fairly inflexible I would think and you, you'll always be fitting your model to how it works with Facebook rather than the other way around and that's where I think whether it whatever it might be whether it's Facebook is perhaps the more or yeah. that social media is the more extreme case we've been talking about. But but I think there are some more online e-commerce platforms or web you know things like Wix, which do have a, a more proper, if I can call mm. it that, e-commerce and, uh, and Shopify and, yeah. and places like but that. But again, because they are they're web based, they tend to be relatively structured in how they operate yeah and so unless you're willing to adapt your business or your business happens to fit with the way they operate there you you run the risk you're going to get frustrated and if Mm. if in in any case we talked about last time that if if you're trying to use a tool that isn't really suitable for the job you're trying to do something's going to give somewhere and the ideal is that you can run your business in the way that you want to run it and the tools that you're using to run it fit your needs and and that's what you should be looking for and with the the flexibility that is available online you should be able to do that yeah i think so we've we've already talked a, a little bit about this but um the fact is that yes i think and things will start to go back to, to normal next uh, sometime over the in the next future but it will there are there are certain th- things in the pe- way people have operated over the last 12 months it will be embedded in their psyche and they will change the way they're doing things and i think any business and i think retail is going to be one of the i mean okay 
yeah, retail is going to be one of the things that is going to be changed forever, I think, because people are people. The fact is people have carried on buying things and they've carried on fulfilling their their need to, to sort of shop and meet the resources that they need. Yeah, but they, they can't browse. My they, mother-in-law is desperate yeah, to be able to go I, browsing again. I don't get it. But Yeah, um, and, I, and I think, and, and Janet, my wife, she, she's the same. And that is something that obviously it will come back. But maybe that is something that it will change, that shops will actually be all about browsing. And it's about creating that experience of having a really nice place to go and wander around rather than the actual sale at the end of it you know and because and, actually if you just want to buy something maybe online is going to be the, the the way to do it and so so the whole process of retail which was changing anyway before i think it's just going to accelerate that change and i think another development i'm seeing is the is the kind of globalization of retail mm. that it's been uh, been incremental over the perhaps never mind the last year, but over the last few years, that initially with, with e-commerce, it was very much, well, we'll, we'll buy stuff locally. We're mm. certainly not likely to go outside this country. Whereas I think nowadays, often, particularly with the big sites like Amazon, you haven't got a clue where you're buying it from. Yeah. And, and to some extent, as long as you feel confident that your payments are secure and that the goods that you order will, will arrive... Do you really care as long yeah. as they, they arrive in good order and in the way that you, you're happy with? So, yeah. So, as I say, for, for, for local and smaller businesses who are trying to compete with that, they can't compete on the pure transactional, I want to supply widget X to my customers. It's all got to be around the experience and the engagement with their customers. And actually, so that this whole process of how you engage remotely with your customer base is going to be really important. And that really, I guess, comes back to what I was saying about the fact that they're missing a trick. This would have been a ma- fantastic opportunity to create that environment where they can engage really in a rich way with their customers and have the, the sort of transactional almost as a just a byproduct out of the back of it. Whereas that's just, not, I don't feel that's happening. And also, I think you, they could have, or people could have used it as an opportunity to, th- you know, it sounds crazy for what, essentially is a shop Mm. but to think more globally Mm. i mean why shouldn't you just because you happen to have a shop on the high street Mm. in derbyshire why shouldn't you be supplying somebody on the other side of the world if they want Mm. to you know okay there's a carriage charge but if they want to buy it and you want to supply it why not Mm. i mean i've just been looking for um, a birthday present for my daughter and i decided what i wanted i looked for it and i found it it was on a site called not on the high street which Mm. is a uh, an international site as it turns out this product i actually didn't realize it to start with is coming from canada Mm. but it's it was perfectly what i was looking for Mm. and and that's fine by me yeah because ultimately that the fact that it doesn't matter where it's coming, the fact that it's online means that person can still engage with you and can still build a relationship with you, even though that you're, you know, the other side of the world. And I think, I mean, this this podcast may, maybe being a little bit more about retail than, than we normally do, but I think it does illustrate a really good point from for for the wider businesses around how do you engage with your customers more effectively. And I think that it does mean that the fact that we have started, you know, the people are becoming more and more used to the idea of engaging with people who supply them goods online remotely gives all businesses an opportunity to to do that in a in a more effective way um, i think, one, think one, one, yeah, one of the biggest if you like business to business areas where this has changed is is meetings mm. with with zoom and particularly i think zoom and, and teams but there are other platforms as well that 
people are just using them more widely and it's okay the starting point was well we're not allowed to meet face to face so we're going to do it this way but actually we were hosting a meeting yesterday where um, a client had uh, they have four sites around the country and they had an appropriate number of people actually gathered in in our meeting room here at the gasworks and but then they had other people dialing in because for whatever reason it was impractical for them to Mm. to make it in person so it's bringing flexibility that i think that the idea of video conferencing or video meetings up until probably up until the beginning of this year was was seen as a bit of an oddity it was Mm. something that big companies did but but all of a sudden everybody's doing it and I for one I'm I'm certainly not going to be putting it back into the into the cupboard once um, once we're allowed to move around a bit more yeah Okay, well, I think it will, we'll start to draw it to a close now. And as normal at the end of these, we, we try and sort of come up with some questions you can ask yourselves if this has resonated. So I'll start off today. And, and the first one I'd say is, if you're in a business and you are, ask yourself the question, am I focusing too much on a single sort of route to market or a single channel? You know, am I doing all my uh, marketing on Facebook or am I doing all my uh, sort of e-commerce through Amazon or eBay? And think about, is that right for your business? Or would you be, in an ideal world, would you be doing something more that you have more control over? And just review that. And, and if you think you maybe you should be thinking about doing it, uh, creating something that you have more control over, then just think about how you m- may be able to do that and move, while by all means still using things like Amazon and eBay and social media, using them in the right way to promote your businesses rather than to run your businesses. And and I would extend on that by taking the idea of embracing change. Mm. That I'm a great fan of the the phrase "every day is a school day," and I think particularly at the moment where there is so much going on. But we all have elements of our business that frustrate us or that we we think could be better. Well, use the current hiatus as an opportunity to really ask yourself is there a better way to do this whatever your this is because almost certainly there is and a little bit of effort maybe even a little bit of investment in the short term can pay real dividends in the long term by giving you more time more flexibility and more opportunity to run your business the way you want to and most importantly in a way that's going to be most beneficial to your your customers yeah and the final one, I'm going to do a little bit of a link back to our last podcast about using the right tools. And that would be don't be afraid to ask for help and to make sure you've got the right tools. Because often those right tools can be partners or suppliers or whatever. And actually online trading online or working online or marketing online can be remarkably straightforward nowadays if you've got the right partners, you've got the right, right expertise. And you can do things beyond just saying, oh, well, it's, it's easy to do it on Facebook. Actually, broadening it out is not difficult if you've got the right partners. So explore and see if you can find people who are interested in your business and interested in supporting you in, in sort of helping you to get online and, and get your business more effectively promoted online, not just using Facebook. Don't just rely on the Facebook help desk. There you go. That's my final one. Yeah, no, I'm not going to add to that. I think that was a good one. Okay. So we will we'll f- close it there for this week. And if you found this interesting and would like to f- listen to more of our podcasts, you'll find them on podcast.bsamarketing.com. You will also find uh, posts on marketing and wider business topics on bsamarketing.com. And you'll find us on social media. Yes, we do use social media. 
uh, you'll find us at BSA Marketing predominantly on Twitter and LinkedIn. And we'd love to hear from you and talk to you there. So until next time, we will say happy marketing and goodbye. Bye for now. Thank you.